I've always been a big fan of shopping local, farm food, and also getting to play outdoors with the little ones. So when it comes to Farrington's, well, as far as I'm concerned, it's a match made in heaven. I caught up with Tish Jeffries. She's very much the brains behind the project when it comes to the new play barn. And she tells a really interesting story. She moved to the farm itself and in with her in-laws after only one year of marriage. And when she was pregnant, it was time very much for a gear change in life. It was then that the farm shop opened. The theory was that um, while I had small children at home and couldn't drive the tractor and help on the farm, I would have another income stream, which was the farm shop, which was a much smaller affair than we have now. You know, you've seen it. It's a small room. It's like somebody's front room. Um, And that's how we started so I, I ran it for a year and then um, when the next child came along it was really getting a bit difficult to have one on each hip and serve customers so we, we employed uh, Molly who worked for us for many years who had just been made redundant from the local um, village shop which she shut down and she was absolutely brilliant um, and was our first and um, very loyal worker and then her friend Do, uh, Doreen came and worked for the afternoon so we had a morning and afternoon lady both village people died in the wool and um, they absolutely um, made it for us, really. And then Tesco opened and it was all getting a bit blur. And um, we decided to shut that and do B&B because we needed to convert the house. And so we did B&B and the shop for a while. And then just before we shut the shop, we went on a conference in Stoneley. And within five minutes, they decided that if we did just a few of the things right that we've been doing wrong all that time we could have made a we could make a go of it and so we came back newly enthused and then converted the big barn which is now the farm shop but we did it at a time when there weren't many farm shops around so we were really the first big one in the area and it was a diversification of desperation really we needed to do something to pay the rent and thank goodness we did it when we did it because <laughs> it was very fortuitous because it was an instant success oh and when was this 2001 we opened that one and in actual fact we were building it as the um, foot and mouth was going on and so we couldn't have anyone on site it was absolutely awful and in fact we opened it the day after the election I think it was because I think the election was on June the 5th we opened on June the 6th and on June the 4th it was announced it was safe to go back to the countryside Mm. after the foot and mouth so it was all just timing was so so fortunate and um, I think the Bath Chronicle was looking for a good news story about farming and we were it, so it was great. But it really is a good news story. I mean, I come here and I, oft- I come here as often as I can, but in particular I come here and I do a, a big shop at Christmas and oh. I'm like a kid in a sweet shop, excuse <laughs> the pun, but, you know, all the selection of cheeses and, mm. and homemade meals that you can take home and pies and breads... I almost don't know where to begin. I almost have to go away and start again. It's, it's a just, supermarket yeah. sweep. You just yeah. buy everything. That's <laughs> yeah. what you do regularly. <laughs> That's a good approach. I will try that one next time. Please do. Regularly, yes. Don't leave it till Christmas. <laughs> but, I mean, and in the time that I've been coming, which has only been a couple of years or so, one, I've had Jemima, and two, you've now got the fabulous sort of farm, mini farm set up for mm-hmm. the little ones to play with outdoors. What was the inspiration behind that? Well, we had, um, we had a, actually, we had a health and safety audit, and um, we had those animals there, and it's been a bit of a... Um, lots of people said, oh, I've got a cockatiel, and, and lots of people, all those animals have been given to us, and they're people who can no longer look after them, and I'm... Sucker for a sob story, and I end up with all these animals, but no more cockerels, please. We really can't take any more. 
Um, and we had them there just in the field and people were looking at them and touching them and everything. And when we had the health and safety audit, they said that's your biggest area of risk and you need to either get rid of all the animals or do it properly. So we decided we'd do it properly and Paul, our business manager, um, sort of took it in hand with all the sort of the legal requirements and we got the um, health and safety executive people you know, from the council to come and tell us what was the best way to approach it and told us what the parameters were and we decided to build it so we built it with the double fences and the wash stations and the sort of the separate pens and the play area and um because we didn't want to get rid of the animals because they were such a draw for kids to come see because you think about it to us they're every day but a lot of children don't get the opportunity to get close to big animals and and quite often they haven't got pets anymore so i mean they might have a dog but they haven't got a donkey have they or sheep or pig and you know people have personal relationships with these animals now and they you know they i sometimes on facebook i'm writing about what they're doing and everyone's really interested and i get more feedback on facebook when we put pictures of animals and talk about them than you do with anything else really so it shows how what a strong connection people have with them and, and we wanted to build on that so. but it makes the whole thing so much more authentic doesn't it well absolutely and i mean the thing is it is an authentic farm we're not a, a shop on a farm we actually grow the vegetables for it the meat comes from people a lot of the meat comes from people that we know um and we also try to provide a forum for small businesses who can't compete maybe in supermarket type places so a lot of our um suppliers are just small suppliers and some of them don't supply us all year because it's seasonal stuff so um and we're very careful to try and pay them as quickly as we can because cash flow we know as farmers that cash flow is a really important thing because it's all back-ended when you're growing stuff you buy all the seed you buy all the equipment to grow the seed and you don't get the money until you've grown it got it in the barn and, and marketed it and you know that's sometimes nine or ten months between spending your money and getting your money back for it so and it's the same with people who are small suppliers and small producers they need the money to continue to be able to produce so that's what we try to do and what's it like i mean you still live here on site i hadn't appreciated so i sort of came behind the scenes today um that actually you know your farmhouse is here this is where you're working from just a stone's throw away from the farm shop as we now know it today does do you ever have moments where you think Oh, I'm getting cabin fever. I need I'm to leave. I'm having one of those moments <laughs> at the moment. At the moment, um, the children are all at university and I've got, um, we've got the office in the house. The kitchen, as you saw, is full of chairs I'm painting. Our main living room is full of kit we've bought to put in the new build. It's full of all the jams and chutneys we've made for Christmas. I'm also, between painting chairs, trying to pack the hampers um, ready to sell in the shop. So it's all, the, and we've actually had, I've had to use my sewing machine table as an office for the, um, catering manager because there's so many people sorting out stuff for the play barn in her office but it will all change when we open the new building because we are putting in a proper farm office so all the office will go up there we've got a seminar room up there so we won't need to run our food safety courses in the house we'll get our house back which will be the first time in 20 years that we've had a, our house to ourselves really so I'm really looking forward to that do you ever stop I mean it must be amazing um yeah, I'm going away on Tuesday to a youth hostel with my friend. We're going for a walk. <laughs> and it is hard when you live on site. You are always accessible. And weekends, you know, though nominally you aren't working at weekends, you're always accessible. So, yes. But, I mean, that's... I knew that when... We, we all knew that when we signed up to do this. We knew that's what it would be like. And if you don't put your full effort in, then you don't get anything out of it. So... And you need to be accessible for... A, we've got a fantastic bunch of people working for us, but they do need support and they need... 
you know, need to know that we're around and can help if they need it. So now before we go on to the bit that I'm getting secretly very excited about, yeah, which is the barn, <laughs> I must just ask, because as you drive along now, it's almost like a, a mini little village. There's a, other shops on site as well. You've got a hairdresser's and some beautiful gift shops. And what was the, is there an ethos behind that or the thinking? Uh, well, I think also the, the thing with all of them is that they're all start-up businesses and we have an existing footfall of people here I hope it's a symbiotic relationship in that the people who come to use the shop and the cafe can then use the the um, gift shop. That We've got a, a wet fish shop, we've got the hairdressers, we've got the Keepers Pre-Loved to do the furniture, we've got a bakery, we've got a um, the garden centre and we've got some more busy we've built six more retail units in the new build that we've got so we've got a flower shop going in there and we've got, at the moment got an ice cream manufacturer and they're going to have an ice cream parlor on site um, and all of those businesses have started up from a and we gain because people come to see those shops and they gain because people come to our shop and, and see the shops when they're on site so um I think it, it it gives people more reasons to come here and actually they spend longer here looking around all the little uh, little businesses. And those businesses are great because the people who run them care so passionately about them because they are their livelihood. So it's not like you've got a bunch of staff in running a shop for someone else. It, the people who own it run it. And that's quite important for us, I think, because it's sort of we all sort of can help each other really in that respect. So we share advertising and stuff, you know. So very much like-minded people coming in. Yes, and absolutely, uh, you do need to have people have to get what's going on here, and they have to. So you have to jump on the bus and come along with us because, you know, if you've got one dissenting business and it just doesn't work really I don't think you know they all um, we try to have sort of a social well it, it will only be once this year because we've been so busy with all the building but so that everyone gets to know each other and they do all sort of interrelate we have a sort of a discount system that runs between it so all the staff get discount in the shop but all the shop owners get discount in the shop and we get discount in their shops you know so that's that works really well so they've got a ready audience of 60 or 70 of our staff who can um going oh I need some flowers I'll pop along to Amy's and get some you know or or you know I need a gift I'll go to the berry barn and get a gift or I need fish I'll go and see Joe so get my hair done I want all my family get their hair done by uh piglets <laughs> which is a great name I know pigtails it's not piglets it's pigtails piglets is what I've got in the field um yeah so they all go and get their hair done and, and they think it's great they can just go on their boys particularly why do they get their hair done so often my boys but they do think I'm gonna have it you know one day it's blonde and then it's black short long the, the, ne- the next bit, I mean, this is a thing oh. you've been alluding to for so long, Tish. Tell me all, the, the, the barn, the cow shed, tell mm-hmm. me all. Well, the cow, it, it was the shed, the, um, what we've built, we've, we've um, refurbed three, three of the sheds that were originally the, the dairy. So it was the winter um, housing for the cows plus the dairy where we milked the cows. Uh, or the parlour where we milked the cows and the dairy. Actually, the dairy is now Keepers Pre-Love, which is the furniture shop. But... Um, it was all in desperate need of renovation it was just like a big sort of rough old bit in the middle of the farm so um, we decided that um, the time was right to do a bit more um, expansion or development of the business and we've put um, a large sort of play barn with a four story play equipment in so it's for bigger children but there's also a toddler area and a baby area that are separated so that there's something for everybody We've also put, uh, it, there will be um, about 120, maybe more if we can fit them in seats. And 
a cafe in there which we hope to serve healthy food for children which we try to do in the cafe as is but in the cafe what we're trying to provide in the new cafe which will be Cowtastic Play Barn Cafe <laughs> I think it's going to be Cowtastic Cafe I'm not sure what it's called yet but that sounds good to me um, there'll be um, it'll provide parents with an opportunity to come in and their kids will be occupied so they will actually be able to sit and have a quiet coffee because their kids are going to be burning off steam and you know sort of getting rid of their energy on the play equipment at the moment when they come in the cafe as that we have the other room and the, our um, farm shop cafe it's a little bit more sort of a grown-up place and so although we've got a little play area I think children their their sort of level of um, engagement with that doesn't last as long as maybe parents engagement with a cup of coffee <laughs> so it would provide a, a better deal for the children they'll be able to um, play the parents will be able to relax and enjoy company of you know other parents and the older people who generally use the other room won't be so overwhelmed by lots of children screaming around the place and wanting to go and play because I, I mean i have to say this already had an appeal to my, me anyway prior to having the the caltastic barn my little one is 18 months and so i can take her up here she can run around look at all the animals mm-hmm. have a good play on the mini tractors and then we can do some shopping she'll have a baby mm-hmm. chino and we're both happy when we go home it's 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 a win-win as far as i'm concerned mm-hmm. So it was music to my ears when I discovered you were opening something that we could come all weather. That's exactly what you yeah, yeah. all weather thing. Let's yeah. face yeah. it, it's the UK. We've got to be realistic. Yeah, yeah, I mean, when you think we opened Cowtastic last year in probably the worst summer we've ever, ever had, and we still had people who were coming every day. And obviously it shows it does have, a, uh, have an appeal. And actually children... I think, enjoy the opportunity of wearing their wellies and getting wet. As long as they can get dry when they start to grizzle, it's fine. Um, And just to be out and about and to be able to run around and get a bit muddy is a pleasure that I think we sometimes forget as grown-ups when we've got to clean up our children. I remember loving being dirty when I was little and my mum just used to hose us down. I mean, I'm not recommending that that's what happens these days, but, you know, that is what happened. Um, So... I think it's it provides an opportunity to do both outdoor and indoor play and, and it is weatherproofing us because we do shut Cowtastic, the park, outdoor park, um, at the end of half term and open it again sort of at Easter half term sort of thing or spring half term, just before Easter I think it was last year. But it does, it's so weather dependent, so if it's still under, and literally it is underwater in the winter sometimes, you know, it's got an inch of water all over the field, you can't have people in there, so the animals will have to go in the barn and we haven't got anything to offer those people who've been coming religiously. And they actually, they've still got children who need to do stuff during the winter. And so you need to have a weatherproof opportunity. And that's what we're hopefully providing. Can we have a sneak peek at what it's like now? Can I just tell you, we've also got a massive kitchen going in there <gasps> so that we can extend the amount of food we make because we try, we're hoping to make sort of 70 to 80% of the stuff that we sell in the shop ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we've got the pies and the cakes and the ready meals and the soups and the jams and chutneys and um, puddings and you can always tell me about pies cakes and puddings too she'd never stop (laughs) we'll go and have a look at them in a minute shall we let's go so you obviously keep really busy as well because as we walked in, you were merrily painting chairs red and green. So that's very much you're undertaking things on a grassroots level, aren't you? Yes, we have. Well, we what happened was we got these chairs, and at the moment we've we've spent lots and lots of money on the fabric of the building. So we're refurbing a load of chairs so that we haven't got to buy new right now. And then when we can afford it, we shall buy some new ones. But it's quite good fun thinking I've got you know recycling them is good as far as I'm concerned. I think it's an excellent plan so that's what we've done 
And we're just making our way down now, and it's a one-way system, isn't it, round here? It is, yes, but we're, we are actually going the other side, because this is all locked. At the moment, it's still a building site, so we're allowed in because there's like, no builders here, so we won't kill ourselves today. But <laughs> normally it's a white hat and safety boots and a yellow jacket, but we'll just sneak in and have a look. But uh, we're, So we're coming through past the cafe, and the first bit we see is where we've got the new retail unit. So there's um, three retail units going in facing the cafe, and then three that will be facing the park over there. One of these we're going to keep ourselves for a function room because we, when we built the other room, which is our extension to the cafe, we were hoping that we'd be able to do private functions, but it's been so busy that we've never been able to sort of cordon off an area really to do that. And there are sort of things like people have asked us to do christenings and <coughs> funerals and birthday parties for elderly relatives and things, which we'd be really happy to do, but it's not conducive when you've got lots of other people in there. So we're providing a private room there. Upstairs on, above these three units, is our seminar room where we run our food safety courses. Our office is up there, the staff room's up there, some storage up there. And then down here we've got another three units, two of which are going to be the ice cream manufacturer. And then there's one unit at the end there which we haven't rented out yet. But we have got people who are interested, but quite a lot of people want to see what it looks like before they sign on the dotted line. So we're... I'm sure as soon as they're here, Tish, they'll be, they'll be signing away. Yeah. And more to the point, this is the bit that represents you're getting your home back, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, that's the most important thing. Right? I don't make money. Only that's not important at all. No, it will be nice, actually. But I don't know whether I might feel a little bit lonely. I don't know. It'd be perverse, wouldn't it? Well, something tells me you're never going to be lonely working here. No, this is... Um, this is actually this the entrance is just on the left here but i'm so pleased with how it looks with all this wood on there so it's going to look like a farm barn as you see that's the old one there it's not going to look that different it'll have um the metal like barn top and then the wood below here we can go in and have a little look and is it going to be soft play what sort of stuff are you going to have for the kids um we've got death slides we've got tubes we've got the big waterfall slide um ball cannons um rope walkways oh. tubes to climb through and the thing is you can see there's still space to add more to it later we'll start with it this side but at the back it's four stories high so this is for the junior area mm. um so it'll be up to sort of 12 13 year olds and then this little bit here at the front is going to be the baby area so that's completely separated off and it's all of this will be meshed so that it can't fall out obviously i mean you know what they, how they work mm. but this area here is going to be for babies all the areas you see we've got all the at the moment we've got all the kit waiting to be added to the um, build frame that this is all going to be seating over here we've got uh, that'll be the reception area so people come in here as a reception area here and we'll have those um automatic locking gates so people can't escape well, well we'll let them escape when they want to <laughs> with their parents but they won't be able to escape on their own the little children um and then over here behind the um high racing there that's a toddler area so they've got the toddler area separate from there so that because babies tend to be a bit more sedentary, so they're not going to mm. climb into there, but toddlers might want to drift. So they've separated the toddler area over there so that they, they can't just sneak in without their parents knowing. Tish, it's so exciting. I know. I can, I'm excited already. <laughs> Here we've got the two, this will be two um, party areas, so that's where they'll eat their tea. Um, and then, so we'll, initially we're just going to open with um, parties on the play equipment and tea in there and then after Christmas we'll be doing themed parties we hope so we're going to work them up and see what parents want really um, because we've still got the outside we still do the trailer rides we can go and see the animals and stuff like that particularly in the summer they can have a combination party but we um, hopefully are going to have some activity so we'll have messy play and painting and music and so it'll be various different themed things yes, as yes, you go I along so yeah so whether they're just activities that people can do in the morning or they'll be 
um, things that the you can add into a party. So there'll be a basic party, and then you can add in extra things if you want. And the, you know, well, they've got the homemade cake and the food and everything that's made here on site in the cafe, which is just going to be over there. This is amazing. It really is something for kids and for parents alike. It's because I think that's always the shame. I mean, I, if I take Jemima to soft play, she's very happy. But, you know, I'm sort of wandering around questioning the meaning of life. It is <laughs> nice to do something well, that you I both mean, get something out of. Hopefully. I mean, we've been to a lot of players, but I'm hoping that we will, you know, we're going to do um, toasted sandwiches, but they're going to be sort of made with proper food. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So mm. they'll be made with our homemade chutney and cheese mm. and, you know, slightly proper ham and mm. stuff. So. Um, and we'd make homemade soup, and we're going to do um, pick and mix for children's, so they can have a picnic. So we do already do a children's picnic kind of mm. box in the um, other room, and that's where you have um, a choice of cheese, sausage, or ham, I think, and then you can have um, a little pot of fruit, a little pot of vegetables, mm. a drink, and a, a bag of pombears, which are the mm. ones without anything in them. Um, you know, not, they've got pombes in, but they haven't got any, you know, no additives and stuff. So there's sort of um, good food. Um, and we're going to do the same here, but we're going to make it a pick and mix so children can choose sort of six items from the fridge, we hope. That's, that's our intention at the moment. It may change, but I'd like it to be like that so that they can make informed choices about what they're eating. And actually, because children actually will choose to eat fruit and stuff and not offer, offer just a raft of you know, burgers and chips mm. because, you know, you can get burgers and chips everywhere. So it would be an opportunity for them not to eat burgers and chips. And we do do um, nuggets and chips, but we make the nuggets ourselves out of proper bits of chicken, you know. And is that part of your philosophy as well, Absolutely. that kids come yeah. along and they really do get the whole idea that this is a farm, this mm. is what about, this is where yeah. your food comes from? Yes, and we do, I mean, we do um, uh, farm visits as well for school kids. And we've got, like, we've got an allotment here for the local school. Um, we had a bit of spare ground, so we gave them an allotment and they've got an allotment for each classroom and they come up here it's only like 150 200 yards to walk from the school so they come up here in groups and they they garden up here because there isn't space at school to do it so they also come and see how we harvest the potatoes we've done um, cooking days for kids we take them all around the vegetable fields and stuff so we have done a lot of work like that and we'd like that to continue and so you know if you go around the play park um the, outside the fantastic park you can see little things about um food when you're walking around you know so chickens eggs come from here and this sort of thing because actually they do need to know that stuff because otherwise I mean we've had kids who when you ask them where milk comes from they say the supermarket they've no idea it comes from a cow and when you tell them it comes from a cow they go you know so and your kids you've got three boys one girl you know one still works here today I mean is it in their blood do you think they'll get involved no we're just desperate we need the workers (laughs) (laughs) I think it is yes I mean they've grown up on the farm and they they kind of get the whole thing when the boys were two of the little boys when they were 10 and 12 they used to run our market stall Uh, we didn't force them to but they we did pay them well (laughs) and they absolutely loved it and they you know they understand about the food and they were obviously a very big draw to all the little old ladies who used to come along and go oh I'll give you a soup recipe you know there's my 10 year old son telling me about a beetroot soup recipe you know but but they having said that they're not that precocious really they you know they do get a bit fed up with it but they work they work now in when they're home from university they work in the shop and um, our daughter used to work in the cafe so she's over in Australia at the moment so not coming to work at the moment I don't know why but there we go <laughs> and then um you've got the launch coming up and you've managed to do very well with uh, getting a celebrity to open it as well tell me yes. more yes well this is through Nick who um is a parent of young children and works on the deli and also does a lot of our sort of um publicity and um just the PR stuff 
and Katie Ashworth come, came into the deli and he got chatting to her and said that we were going to open it. She said, oh, get in touch and let me know because I'd love to be involved in that. And so she's agreed to come and open it on the 1st of November. So that's really exciting. Absolutely. Yeah, a bit of showbiz yeah. here at the farm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're so showbiz, so celebrity. <laughs> Do you have any celebrities in your show coming alive? Well, we have had in the past. I mean, we had... Um, uh, Alan Rickman came he's a friend of a lady in the village and he came in when um, we've got a son who's absolutely was completely um, Harry Potter mad mm. and he got his um, autograph with Snape written <laughs> on it so he was really chuffed like that so um, yeah um, Ackerbilk has been in oh. here um, Prince Charles obviously has been because it's his farm um, Bill Bailey I think has been in here um, and the rest of us mere know. mortals. I mean, it is well, fabulous. You know, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but to be honest, actually, the most important people are, the, are our regular customers. It's lovely to have celebrities in, but, you know, I would say particularly in the cafe, because obviously we have people who come regularly into the cafe and they, they have to chat while they're sort of ordering their stuff. And it's almost like a family in there. And you know the the the, um, the staff in the in the co- well, it's the same in the shop too, but it just is perhaps a bit more obvious in the because people are sitting down relaxing in the cafe, and they have a real sort of great banter going on in there, and it is nice. And I mean, a lot of people they come in on a regular basis and they have their own tables and they know that you know it's like they know what they're going to have. I'll have the usual, and they all know what it is. So I think that's great because I'd love to have somewhere I could go that was like that. So. And Tish, I mean, your enthusiasm is absolutely contagious. You can tell you're just, you know, bubbling over with excitement about this place. Now I am. (laughs) (laughs) Now that's gone up. It has been a really grinding summer. It's been really, really difficult. And this has probably been the toughest thing we've done because it's the biggest bill we've made. Um, And it is the fact that we have got a fantastic bunch of kind of staff working for us and like your staff is because they're not they're really good friends you know so it's we've got Paul uh, who's our um, business manager there's Andy obviously myself and then Pat who's our catering manager but then we've got a whole other raft of people like we've got girls that have worked with us since they were 18 who are going to run this and they are in charge of our biggest bit of building so we've got Leanne Amy and Amy and they've all worked for us for well, uh, Leanne's worked for us for six years and she's been through boot camp in the... Uh, it's known as boot camp learning to work here in the cafe because it's very, you know, everything is, has to be done just so. And so they have picked up the baton and they, they have all the enthusiasm and they're going to run this and they've got... They're sort of setting it all up. They've been doing all the sort of admin for it. So I'm really excited for them because I think they're going to do a great job. I don't think I can do it again. Oh, and do you think, dare I ask, you know, do you think this is the last major project? Are there plans again in the future? For goodness sake, bound not to be, I'd say. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, we've got, we've got other buildings that need doing, and I think there will be, there'll always be something else that we need to do or want to do. And actually, as a business, you do need to keep developing. So it's, um, but I think we'll have to just like make a bit of money now we'll have to start doing some you know sort of we need to consolidate now and and also there'll be a lot this as we open it it won't be as it finishes there'll be lots of things we'll have to do to make it you know we're looking at now i'm thinking i'm going to cow print this wall before we open so so it could be something of a cash cow i hope so well you know i mean bear in mind with this is this has been a huge investment for us and we've been supported very well by the duchy of cornwall and by um our bank rbs who have and the bank manager is as excited as we are. He was in yesterday. He was going, I can't wait to see it built. I'm thinking, calm down, calm down. You're a bank manager, you know. So, yeah, and and all those people have been lots of help and advice and bringing in advisors to help us and stuff. And of course, we have we're a member of um, a farm 
work for Farm Retail Association and had a lot of help from them as well. Or, you know, we, because we know a lot of people through there, we know who to go and speak to and other people who are doing similar things. We sort of ring up and go, God, what's going on with you? You know, and um, that we've got some very good friends who are doing a very similar thing, but I don't think they're quite as far on as us because it actually takes so much longer than you imagine it's going to. We sort of, three years to get this to this stage because of the, the planning took that long to get. Yeah. Well, let's hope that we see Prince Charles here with his oh, grandson, yes. you know, Prince yes. George. Yes. I think it will be lovely to yes. see him here, the yes. future king, playing here, right here Baby at Brandon. area, toddler area. <laughs> he can come for ages, yes. 